Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets Podcast. We're back. It is the eve of NBA action. Um, yeah, so we're recording this, what, Monday night? So by the time you hear this, it'll be either Tuesday morning or Monday night, depending on when Dan decides to post it. Um, before we get into that, we have a lot to talk about today. Basically, we're going to go over the Nets and uh, their re-signing of Torian Prince. Briefly go over their final three preseason games. Um, talk about basically give a regular season, broad NBA season preview, and then really drill into the net season preview and get all of that done on this podcast. But before we get into that, let me get through the intro. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can look us up by searching Hootball Nets or Brooklyn Nets. Uh, either way we come up. Just hit that nice little subscribe button and leave a five-star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNet. We love to hear you guys' feedback, um, criticism, anything you want to say to us on Twitter. Make sure you tweet it at us, questions, anything like that. Um, shout out to Wine House Corner Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other HoopBall podcast. You can find them on Twitter at H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee, High Corner Coffee. Make sure you look their products up on Amazon. Leave a nice little review on their products as well. Let them know Hoopball Net sent you. And shout out to Dash Radio, who I think I shouted out about two episodes ago. But we are now on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net station. If you guys want to download that, you can go to the App Store, look up Dash Radio, download that, listen to their Nothing But Net station. We're going to be periodically on that. They're going to be replaying our episodes, so make sure you guys go check that out. And boom, here we are. So, the Nets, they have re-signed Torian Prince to a two-year, $29 million contract. Well-deserved. Uh, I also believe it's well-deserved, to be completely honest. It's funny because he was originally acquired in a deal to free up cap space. If you remember, we used to have Alan Crabb on the team. That Look, I, knew, I knew when we did that deal that we fleeced the Hawks. Oh, G- for, for sure. Prince and giving away that contract, I don't know why the Hawks agreed to it. I mean, because I feel like they, they, the Nets knew that they were landing at least one of Kyrie or KD. So they knew that they had some championship expectations, and the Hawks had the exact opposite of that. So I guess they figured, you know what? We'll take Alan Crabb for you. And also, I guess the Hawks had to free up that position so they can get Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter some minutes. 
Yeah, and they also didn't want to, the Hawks didn't want to extend Torian Prince, which is obviously ironic because the Nets ended up extending him. And uh, they had to do that before 6 p.m. today, which is Monday, or he would have became a restricted free agent this summer. A lot of players got extensions today. Uh, yeah, fun fact, non-related Nets news, the extension Jalen Brown got was the first time Danny Ainge has extended a rookie contract player since Rondo in 2009. Uh, who's better, Jalen Brown or Karis LeVert? Uh, <laughs> I think we all know the answer is Karis LeVert. <laughs> it's he. So he's not. He just has had more opportunity, but... He's not a better... You don't think he's a better player? This season will determine who is the better player. They're both on even playing ground now in a yeah, similar I agree. situation. I agree, I agree, I agree. But, yeah, so a lot of players, not just Jalen Brown and um, Torian Prince, DeJounte Murray got one. He also signed a sneaker deal today, so he bought in a bag today. Yeah, he, he also, his contract is a steal, in my opinion, because of his defensive prowess. Four years, $64 million for a starting guard that plays great defense is a pretty good steal. And he gets a lot of rebounds. I can't. I don't remember if you remember. I don't remember if you remember. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> but he used to have games that would be like 10 points, 12 rebounds, 8 yeah, points, 16 he, rebounds. <laughs> like He's a good all-around guard. If yeah. his jumper gets smoother, he can be a very good player. And and uh, DeMontis Sabonis, my man DeMontis Sabonis. Do you believe that means they trade Miles Turner, or do you believe they'll? Play I think they. Their- I think they'll play them together. I think they know that Miles Turner is probably the best defensive, uh, one of the best defensive big men in the league, up and coming, up and coming. He just needs to work on his offensive game, and his finesse. But I think that they view Miles Turner as a big part of their future plans. I think they'll try and make them coexist. And then obviously the Buddy Healed one, which had been in the news for days. Him and the I like it. Buddy Healed's a good player. The only thing I don't know is how they'll be able to re-sign Fox and Bagley along with that. Um because I if I was them, I would have prioritized Fox and Bagley. Really? But if they have no way to afford all three, then so be it. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing is, out of all the players we just named, Torian Prince is the best one. <laughs> I'm just not going to answer that. <laughs> so, yeah, Torian Prince, he got the two-year $29 million contract extension. And uh, it was well-deserved, like Hunter said. This preseason... Uh, he averaged a team-high 16.8 points, 3.3 rebounds, 1.3 assists. In only 22.4 minutes, he shot a hyper-efficient 63.2% from the field and uh, another team-high 69.6% from beyond the arc. So Gi- that is unsustainable. Giving Joe me. Harris a run for his money. But I do – I have said before and I do believe Torian Prince is an upgraded Damari Carroll in terms of his ability to shoot the ball. I have high I, hopes. I think he will make the Nets a much better team than people think without KD. 
Oh, yeah. I think he, I don't see the the problem is, and we'll get to it later, they're going to play him out of position. Torian Prince is not a four. So I think he's going to get abused on the defensive side of things, which could depending hinder his play. Yeah, depending on the team. But if they're playing a a, a big, a, a traditional 6'9", 6'10", power forward. If they play the Pistons. If they play the Pistons, it's cooking easy. Blake Griffin is going to destroy that young man. But that may be the one game you start Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Because they, that it, 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 it's going to be tough. The Nets are are, are, are are not. They don't have a, a set power forward, a traditional power forward, which is probably one of their biggest weaknesses. But let's get into the preseason games. Um, just really quick, they uh, their preseason game one and a half, I guess, because they did play overseas. No, they did play that overseas team, so that counts. With the center cook them with eight three points. I can't remember his name. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. But they played that team, and DeAndre Jordan was getting fried on picking pops, and so that counted as preseason game one. So we're gonna say this is preseason game two, I guess. Um, they played the Lakers. They in China they won one fourteen to one eleven and they actually lost Karis and Kyrie five minutes into that game. It uh, wasn't a promising sight. It wasn't because Kyrie got elbowed by Rondo in the face, and Kenny Atkinson was like, "Yeah, you're not playing anymore." And then Karis went down a couple minutes later. And somehow the Nets still pulled out the win over the Lakers one fourteen to one eleven. Um, game Rondo frustrates me. Why? He is he is simply a dirty player. I mean, I don't think it was on purpose, but I'm aware the play wasn't on purpose. It's just his style of play. Like that incident with Chris Paul, if you remember so clearly. When he spit on him? Yes. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> That's like top five most disrespectful things you can do. So yeah. I I see how Rondo. I think Rondo has a a rightful reputation as a dirty player. Like I don't think it, it's something that is was just placed on him unrightfully. Like he he does. It's a, gotten worse. It's gotten worse over the years because in Boston he didn't really have that. He tries to do a lot of slick stuff and then get away with it, but a lot of the time he gets caught. But the net uh the the Nets next preseason game was yet again against the Lakers in China. They yet again won. Uh ninety one to seventy seven. Basically blew them out. They had a nineteen point lead. They're not good as you can tell. Okay, yes, yes, yes. It's preseason. Let's not forget that. The Nets had a nineteen point lead. Uh, there was only six lead changes. The Nets shot forty five point eight percent from the field while the Lakers shot thirty three point seven. The Nets shot 37.1% from three, while the Lakers were five of 32 from the three-point line. Oh, God. Um, What? We're looking at all the bright spots, right? Yeah. The Nets turned the ball over 26 times. (laughs) They did. That was the biggest problem before last season, if you remember correctly. I remember. I remember recapping the preseason games, and their turnovers were like 25, 24, 22, 21. (laughs) Like. Who had turnovers in this game? Let's go I to need, the... I need to see who we blame this on. 
the box score. Go over to Brooklyn turnovers. So Karis. Oh boy. <laughs> Karis had four. David and Waba had four. Rodion's Kuruks had four. Torian Prince had three. Henry Ellenson in five minutes. I would like to know. He managed to get two. Go O of two from the free throw line and have two turnovers and a foul. <laughs> That's why he only played five. Dudley stat line. Yes. All right, what we're not going to do is clown my man Jared Dudley because he went out on top as a net. Top five you greatest remember, nets of all time. Remember recapping those games. <laughs> those are the stat lines. <laughs> hey, respect the man. He's a great clubhouse presence and fights for his mans, but. I mean, you're right, and that's why he cemented his legacy. As a top five net of all time. Jared Allen, two turnovers. And then Theo Pinson had two. DeAndre Jordan had one. And basically everyone on the team, not named a whole bunch of people that are not going to play in the regular season. The only person that played minutes that didn't turn the ball over is Nick Claxton. (laughs) Exactly. So basically every net that will play in the regular season had a turnover. (laughs) So there you go. Um, breaking down the box score more thoroughly, Karras, his best game of the preseason, 22 minutes, 22 points, 8 of 11 from the field, 3 of 5 from beyond the arc, 5 assists, 3 steals, 4 rebounds. Great game from Karras outside of the turnovers. Then moving on to the next game, <laughs> outside. nobody else had a good performance, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, Torian Prince played pretty well, 21 minutes, 14 points, 5 of 9 from the <laughs> yeah, field. He's been super efficient. And then, yeah, Jared Allen played 20 minutes. DeAndre Jordan Didn't played 19 minutes. were dreadful. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie was one of five, so that's not great to and see. Joe Harris was one of six. Yeah, old reliable. Got to pick it up. Uh, Jared Allen, like I said, 20 minutes. Hey, DeAndre Jordan, 19 minutes. If if Torian Prince keeps this up, do we switch the nickname of old reliable over to him? I mean... I mean, he's he's not going to shoot seventy percent from the three point line. But if he if he if he's beating Joe Harris, then yeah, yeah then nah, we can't nah, we can't just switch a nickname. He's going to develop his own nickname. We got to give him his own nickname. You can be reliable and not and still not be the best shooter on the team. True. We, Torian Prince is going to get his own nickname all throughout the season. But yes, let's move on from that game. Not much to see there. Um, the Nets then went to a preseason game three, their last preseason game of the preseason, and they lost to the Raptors 123 to 107. They went three and one this preseason. It was their home opener on their new court. Uh, and the Raptors. Do you like the new court? I do. I like the new, I like the gray. I like the little Brooklyn along the, along like the sideline and everything like that. I think the I'm new court looks bad. I would like to see them wear the graffiti jerseys on the new court. I would like to see the new court in person. Me too. <laughs> like, who wouldn't? And then, so yeah, the Raptors were, basically, they destroyed the Nets the whole game. They were up 21 and a half. The Nets were fatigued because they were coming back from China. And so, just going to go over that game real quick. The Raptors, uh, they're the Raptors. They're the defending champions, even though they don't have they Kawhi. They six points in the second quarter. <laughs> and their biggest lead was 22. Um, they the, shot 
51.1% from three and made 24 of them. Yeah, that was the Nets' biggest uh, downfall, their def- their perimeter defense, to be completely honest. On the bright side, though, they did only have 14 turnovers. Yes. They did get out-rebounded, though, which I don't think – that can't happen with DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. You cannot get they, out-rebounded. They have offensive rebounded, but they're not going to out-rebound a team when the other team's shooting so much better than them. True. So – um, looking at the box score, Joe Harris went two of five. He didn't have a great game yet again. He was zero of three from the three point line. Torian Prince, oh, Dinwiddie, thirteen on three of fourteen shooting. Yeah, not oh minus sixteen plus minus. Not his. He didn't have a great season whatsoever. A great preseason whatsoever. But he'll turn it around come the regular season. I will, know he I'm will. Confident. I have him in all fantasy leagues. If we're being honest, I have Kai. No, I don't have Kai. Yes, I do. I have Kyrie in both fantasy leagues that I'm in. So I am placing a lot into uh, Mr. Irving. Uh, yeah, Torian Prince, twenty minutes, thirteen points. Continued his hyper-efficient preseason. Jared Allen played 18 minutes. DeAndre Jordan played 20 minutes. And Jared Allen's 18 minutes, he had 12 points and 7 rebounds. And DeAndre Jordan's 20 minutes, he had 5 points and 9 rebounds. So there's that. I Uh, believe they're going to be the type of players that combine for 20 and 15 on every single night. Like, one of them is going to score 12 and the other scores 5, but they both get around 8 or 9 rebounds. Yeah, I I just hope that they complement each other. Like, they can play – even when they're not playing together, they're playing together, if that makes sense. They're not doing the same thing. Like, I need them to to match each other's weaknesses, if that makes sense. Even though – can shoot exactly so. that's the problem <laughs> which is why we need to develop nicholas claxton i think he's gonna be nice um he can't shoot indeed um and then yeah this was Kyrie's first f- not full game but first game without getting injured within one minute for the nets uh he had 19 points on 7 of 17 shooting he played 24 minutes went two of five from three uh four assists he did have four turnovers and three rebounds but this was Kyrie's first NBA action in a good little while. So he's got to knock the rust off. He'll be fine. And then David and Waba, 22 minutes. I feel like he's going to be – he could be the Jared Dudley this year. Like the guy that gets a lot of minutes but shouldn't get that many minutes. I and and it's not – it's not even because I don't like David and Waba, but in every single preseason game, he's gotten a good amount of minutes. Um, Look, I believe the starting five from this game is going to start. I, I do think that Karooks, Jordan, and Dinwiddie are going to be the next three, obviously. It depends how deep they go into the bench for Waba to play. True. Is he will be the ninth or tenth man, depending on who they have higher, him or Garrett Temple. So, yeah, this just wasn't a great showing for the Nets. But it was great to see Kyrie out there in a Nets uniform getting buckets the best he could. Um, the Nets season starts on Wednesday. In approximately two days, they play at home versus the Timberwolves. Um, 
Not um, gonna lie, not the flashiest opponent. I wish they'd have a tougher game. Bold but. prediction. I think they're gonna win. <laughs> um, I mean, do you think they win or lose? They're gonna win. I think they're gonna win as well. Get that first game. If they should win, get that first game uh, under their belt. Get that first win under their belt against a subpar opponent. So let's get into the season preview. So basically, this is exactly what it sounds like, a NBA season preview. Um, We're not going to go over every team, obviously, but we're basically going to give our predictions for the awards. We'll start with uh, NBA champion. Who do you think the 2019-2020 NBA champions are going to be? All right, so just so everyone knows, Najee doesn't have to give his answer. He's going to say the Lakers. He's biased. He's going to say they're going to win in four games regardless of the opponent they play. (laughs) So disregard his answer. If you want a real answer, listen to this. So the champion is going to be the Clippers. Do you want to know why? Because their lineup contains... Patrick Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, three of the, I'll say, ten best defensive players in basketball, maybe top five best defensive players in basketball. And then you have Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell to boost their offense with great role players surrounding them and a sharpshooter in Landry Shamit. Their roster is complete and all complements each other. The Lakers decided to to throw a whole bunch of random pieces around LeBron and AD. If we're being honest, the Clippers is just a better formatted team that will win regardless of the East opponent, which will likely be the Sixers, by the way. But regardless of who it is, the Clippers are going to win the NBA championship. Uh, Are you done? Yes. Are you done spouting BS? <laughs> because uh, the Lakers are indeed going to be NBA champions. And I know this is a Nets podcast. And I know all of you listening probably do not want to hear that. And if the Nets get KD back, I'll say this. If the Nets get KD back, then sure. I think they have a good shot at winning the NBA championship. But until then, I'm going to go ahead and say the Lakers are your 2019-2020 NBA champions because let's just say this. They have LeBron James, the best player in the NBA. They have Who Anthony. The playoff last year? They, hey, hey, I let you finish. Hey, I let you finish, didn't I? All right, then. <laughs> they have LeBron James, the best player in the NBA. They have Anthony Davis, top five player in the NBA, might even be number two. Who knows? So, when they're running a pick and roll between LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who's guarding that? Because I don't know a team in the league that can. You want to double LeBron? Oh, that means Anthony Davis is wide open. You want to double Anthony Davis? That means the best player in the world is wide open. And then, if you're going to force LeBron to drive to the basket and close in on the basket. Oh, kick out Danny Green, knock down shooter. Kick out Quinn Cook, knock down shooter. Oh, don't forget we got Dwight Howard. And say what you want about Dwight Howard. He 
is going to have a revenge season. This that is t- this season is the Lakers' revenge season. But let me stop talking about the Lakers before you everyone. Are a cloud. <laughs> no, my friend, you're the cloud. You know, you are a clown. <laughs> no, you are. Let me stop talking about the Lakers before everyone here for the Nets clicks off. But yes, I believe the Lakers are the NBA championships, barring injury and KD returning. Anything for the Clippers, obviously, barring injury. Okay, so let's move on. Six man of the year. Uh, okay, so I'd love to say Spencer Dinwiddie. And I really would like to see him be Dinwiddie. But I don't know that they'll give it to him. It'll likely return right to Lou Williams again. Because he'll probably average 20 points again. I mean, do you think that... So I will say... You'll say... that what? No, no, no. What were you going to say? You'll say what? Because Paul George is out for 10 games, and then Kawhi's going to rest 20 games. Lou Will is going to get a great amount of work, you'll think, because of that team that he's not, right? I mean, all those games that Paul George and Kawhi sit, who's the second option? Always him. uh, I mean, yeah, I could could easily, he's probably the front runner for sixth man of the year. He he very well could be the front runner for sixth man of the year. But if I had to choose, I would either go with Spencer Dinwiddie or Fred Van Vliet. If Fred Van Vliet doesn't start for the Raptors. If he does, then I think it's Spencer Dinwiddie. I think that uh, voters' fatigue is going to kick in. Just how, like, we don't give LeBron MVP anymore, even though he averages 27, 7, and 8 every single year. We're going to get tired of giving Lou Will six Man of the Year awards. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie, who wasn't even nominated last season, I think he wins his first six Man of the Year. It has to happen. My my underdog is J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick? Yes. Why why J.J. Redick? Because he averaged 18 points as a fifth option on the Sixers last season. So him on a Pelicans team coming off the bench, who really is not an experienced team, they'll look to him to get buckets. That That is my dark horse. But I believe the race is really between Dinwiddie and Lou Will. So let's move on to rookie of the year. I, uh, I think that if had Zion not got injured, I think it would have been an easy runaway Zion Williamson rookie of the year. I still think Zion Williamson. You weren't going to pick him? No. Once again, you, my friend, are a clown. Because I still think that even even with his injury, he comes back in December. I still think he wins rookie of the year. You think with him playing 50 games... That he would rookie of the year. If they're some of the most electric 50 games NBA fans have ever seen, yes. So think about this. Joel Embiid. Okay. Do you remember Joel Embiid's rookie season? How many games did he play? I believe he played not a lot. <laughs> great, 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 great. So, t- But to be exact, 
Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year with awful, not awful, but not nearly Rookie of the Year numbers. Do you know why? Because no. he played a full season. Let me let me see. Let me see. How many games did Joel Embiid play his rookie year? Joel Embiid stats. That's all you got to look up. Joel Embiid basketball reference. What a sight. His rookie year, Joel Embiid played 31 games. He only played 31 games. So so that those 30 games that he misses up to Christmas, right? And then then he's going to miss five to seven more. With with load management and rest from his injury, right? Mm-hmm. 35 games. He's down to 45 to 47 games. In 50 games, I think he can win Rookie of the Year. If Okay, I, I still think Zion wins Rookie of the Year. If I didn't have to pick Zion, I would say John Moran. It's a no-brainer that it's between John Morant and R.J. Barrett, and John Morant is going to win. You know, a dark horse, dark horse, dark, dark horse? It's Tyler Hero. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. For me, it's Tyler Hero as the dark horse. I think he's been eating this preseason. Both of them have, Hero and Walker. But yes, my pick is Zion Williamson. And mine is John Morant. So number one and number two. How original. Um, what's next? Most improved. Most improved. Wait, let's go with most improved. Bury the MVP for last. Most improved. You can go first. Terry Rozier. You little clown. Terry why Terry Rozier? I'm a Celtics fan. I've watched Terry Rozier all this time. Playoffs. When it was him as the lead guard, he had a great playoffs. He led us to the conference finals. We almost went to the finals. He can be a lead guard. Are the Hornets going to win 20 games? No. Are they going to win 15 games? Probably not. But regardless, he will average. You don't think the Hornets win 15 games? He will average 20 points. He will average six assists. He will average a steal. He will win most improved player. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, okay. Uh, mine's I'm torn. I'm torn. I think that most improved players is open as it's ever been. I think there's a lot of guys that can win it. Uh, to name a few, Mitchell Robinson. Um, even people like Marvin Bagley, De'Aaron Fox, uh, our ma- Thomas Bryant. Um, but if I had to pick, it would be between... Bam Adebayo, Karis LeVert, and Buddy Heald. I uh, um, I believe you are a fool with Buddy Heald. Why? Buddy Heald had a great season last year. How much better do you want him to get? I think he can average like 24 points per game. Look at what he had last year. Okay, let's see. Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald last year averaged twenty. He only averaged twenty point seven. He averaged twenty one and five. Okay, you think he's gonna have that much of a jump that it outweighs anybody like Rozier and Adebayo? If the Kings are let's say a six seven seed and Buddy Heald is averaging twenty four and five, yes, no. I think he can. I didn't even pick him for my man, but I'm gonna defend him. 
And my other two, Karras is a no-brainer. With KD being out, he's going to be asked to take that next step and be that secondary scorer in the starting lineup. So, Karras, uh, and then Bam Adebayo. I don't think he'll put up good enough stats because of the presence of other people like Dinwiddie, Harris, Prince, Allen, DeAndre, all of them. I mean, I it's basically the same team just replaced D'Lo with Kyrie and, and Karras. He will take more shots, so not he won't take shots. he won't take that many more he'll shots. Score more points. Okay, who cares? Is if it's the same amount of sh- if he's more efficient, then that's better for the Nets. That's better for Karras Levert. He's he he can put up twenty two, twenty three points per game. That's asking a lot. I don't know about that one. And then for I'd I mean, give him like a nineteen point cap. And then lastly, I have Bam Adebayo with Hassan Whiteside gone, Jimmy Butler there. He's gonna he's basically the uh, Kelly Olynyk might eat into his minutes a little, but Bam Adebayo's their guy, and I think that they want him to be like a point center in a sense. Yeah, I, they I think, want they want him playing high post, facilitating the offense, running a Jokic like offense. Yeah, I think that he's gonna be pretty good, to be honest. But if I had to pick one, uh, I'm gonna go with Karras. I'm gonna be a homer. I'm gonna go with Karras. I owe these Nets fans something for talking about the Lakers for five minutes. So Karras Levert is most improved player, and last but not least. Most valuable player, MVP, who is it? I'm going to say is Anthony Davis. Of course you would. Um, he has no shot at it for the record. What? But, all right, let's continue. It's my. I would love to say Steph Curry, but the team is not going to be good enough for him to win that award. Giannis will repeat. I think there's no shot Giannis repeats. Um, I think Anthony Davis wins MVP. The La- If the Lakers do what I think they're going to do, I think Anthony Davis averages some historic numbers and he wins MVP. Now, with that out of the way, let's dive into the Nets season preview. I got a whole bunch of questions here. Hunter and I are going to answer them to the best of our ability. Make sure you guys do your part and tweet at us your answers to these questions so we can get your feedback. So, start it out simple. What do you think the Nets' starting lineup on a nightly basis is going to be? What they started in the last game of the preseason. Which was Kyrie at the 1, Joe Harris at the 2, Karras at the 3, Torian Prince at the 4, and Jared Allen at the 5. If it's Karras at the two and Joe Harris at the three, but okay, yes. semantics. Either way, one of them, they're both, they're both going to be in the starting lineup. Um, I think it's going to be that's probably the best starting lineup they can muster without KD. So yes, that's the lineup I would have personally. I but mean, that's all I believe they'll have. Me too. And then they're going to have Spencer Dinwiddie come off the bench with DeAndre Jordan, probably run a whole lot of pick and rolls. And, uh, if, if I was the coach personally, I would keep Tory and Prince in position and let Karooks run a position he ran last year and put Karooks in the starting lineup at the four and bring Joe Harris off the bench with Dinwiddie and Jordan. But that's I mean, you got to think they might not have Karooks with his trial impending. And so this is probably their best bet as of right now. And then when they get Wilson Chandler back, he'll be mixed into things. I think off the bench, though, they're going to have Dinwiddie and Waba, Kuroks, uh, Dinwiddie. They're not going to 
on a perfect ten man rotation. No, That's they're not. But like they're they the people that are gonna play the most minutes off the bench are gonna be Dinwiddie and Wabu Kuruks and DeAndre Jordan. Garrett Temple may play similar minutes to Nwaba. Yeah, maybe that's going to be the guy that plays too many minutes. I, I hope John Musa gets more of an opportunity this year because he had a pretty good preseason. Um, Next question. Does Kyrie Irving play more than 60 games? If I had to call it now, he plays 66. Looking at his career, he's played 60 games, one, two, three, four, five, five times. Out of played 59 once. So, yeah, I'm going to say he does play the 60 games because I think that they're going to need him to play more than 60 games. I'm going with 66. I'm not going to give a number. Psych, yes, I am. I'm going to go with 72. He gets 10 games off. I think he plays 72 games. He does play 60 games because the Nets are going to need him to play 60 games in order for them to uh, live up to expectations. On to the next one. Who is the Nets' breakout player? I think we probably have the same answer. Move on. What? Who? Torian Prince. Obviously. I have high, 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 high hopes for Torian Prince. He low-key might even be in the most improved player talk. But we'll see. That's a lot. That is not true, but he's going to be good. So move on. Um, who ends up being – see, when I was writing this one, who ends up being the more effective player and who ends up playing more minutes, DeAndre Jordan or Jared Allen? Because they can be two different things. Okay, so I believe that they will actually play a perfect split and that Jared Allen will have a slight – Edge on effectiveness. I think that I think that can one of the the irritating parts of this season is gonna be Kenny Atkinson switching Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan in and out of the lineup. I think that Jared Allen will be the more effective one, but I can see him playing DeAndre Jordan more minutes if the Nets get into situations where they need wins now. Because he's the more he's a veteran and he knows his way around the court better than Jared Allen, so that's going to be tough. But I think Jared Allen, I think Jared Allen's the better player. Simple as that. All right, next four questions, speed questions. Let's go. Do the Nets make the playoffs? Yes, I think they make the playoffs too. Uh, does Kevin Durant play this season? He can, but no. I think he plays this season. I believe they're going to be cautious. Stay him out. No. I think he comes back in April. And I would like him to come back. I don't think he will, though. I think he comes back in April, and he plays the last two months of the season into the playoffs. What seed are the Nets, and what is their final record? We've given, like, 18 final record predictions for the Nets, but this is the one that counts. I think... Six seed, 49, and 33. You think they're the sixth seed with almost 50 wins? Fifth seed. Fifth seed, 49 and 33. Fifth seed. Um, I'm going to say they are the four seed because the Bucks, Celtics, 76ers are really the only people I can see being better than them. Maybe the Heat, but not likely. And I say they go 52 
No, they're not winning 50 games. I say they go 45 and whatever 82 minus 45 is. 45 and 37. 45 and 37 is what I think the Nets record is. And I said 45 and 37. So uh, is Kyrie Irving an all-star this year? Yes. Do you think he starts? Yes, he's going to get the vote. I don't know if he'll start, but I he's think he'll be an all-star. I think he'll be an all-star. What is the Nets' biggest weakness? A shooting big man. I think it's their lack of length. Not, I believe it's a shooting big man. Not having a stretch four, which is something we've talked about multiple times, is something that they should probably invest in. And I think that's one of their big weaknesses. But length and having Torian Prince and Rodion's Cruz be your primary power forwards is a problem. Um, what is their biggest strength? Guard play. I think their biggest strength is their depth. They, they're almost 10 deep, 11 deep. Especially when Wilson Chandler comes back, they're super deep. So I think that's going to lend to them winning a lot of games. Um, does that- their guard play will take them above most teams. Does Joe Harris win the three-point contest again? No, most people don't repeat. I don't think he will. I think he'll play in it again, and he may make the finals. I don't think he'll win it again. Will he lead the league in three-point percentage again? No, but I think he'll shoot over 45%. Does Joe? Oh, I was about to ask you the same thing. Does Spencer Dinwiddie get his sixth man of the year? Consideration, yes, he gets nomination. I don't think that he will win it. How many buzzer beater wins and losses do you think the Nets have this season? If you had to put a number on it. Buzzer beater wins four, losses one. You think they lose only once to a buzzer beater? Yep. I'm going to go with wins two, losses two. I think they go even two and two. Yeah, Kyrie, I don't know about two. I mean, there's you know how many other clutch players in the league there are? You can say that about the best player on every team. No way. Most teams don't even have one clutch person. What are you saying? All right, Most so so the Wizards so the Wizards can't say we have Bradley Beal. What are his all time clutch stats? <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you that off the top of the dome. It won't work for Paul George, I'll tell you that. It okay, but it'll work for Kawhi. It'll work for Harden. It'll work for Harden in the regular season. Uh, yeah, what is – so these are the two most important ones for me. What is the worst-case scenario for the Nets this season? Kyrie Irving gets hurt in this playoffs. I think that is obviously worst case. Kyrie Irving suffers a long-term injury that keeps him out for the majority of the season, and the Nets miss the playoffs. Is worst-case scenario for the Nets, obviously. Also, I think Karis LeVert not taking some sort of jump would be a bad – uh, not a great situation for the Nets. And then, last but not least, what is the best case scenario for the Nets this season? Kevin Durant returns on March 1st, like we said that he could, and the Nets win the NBA championship. Yes, I think that their best case scenario is Kevin Durant returns, plays like 20 minutes a night, 15 minutes a night, until he's back to full speed for the playoffs. They make a big run. Face the Clippers or the Lakers in the finals, and it's KD versus LeBron or KD versus Kawhi, and the Nets come out on top. I think also what goes into that, Karis LeVert takes a big step. Torian Prince takes a big step. Jared Allen comes into his own. A lot of things have to happen for the Nets to win the chip, but if they all do happen, 
that would be their best case scenario, obviously. And with that, that's going to end this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Our little net season preview, NBA season preview. The Nets come back on Wednesday. We're going to get back to the game recap episodes after, I think, like every two games. We're going to be back. We're going to be back, and you're going to listen to us. So make sure you guys subscribe to the Hoopball Nets podcast on iTunes. You can find us at Hoopball Nets on Twitter as well. Leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. Make sure you tweet at us once again at Hoopball Nets so that uh, you can give us your feedback, criticism, anything. Answer the questions that we asked. Just let us know. We'd love to hear from y'all. Shout out to Winehouse Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other Hoopball podcast. You can find them at Hide Kona Coffee. That's Kona with a K on Twitter. And their products are mainly on Amazon. And then, once again, Dash Radio. Listen, download the app, listen to the Nothing But Net channel or station on the app, and nine times out of ten, you might hear our voice. So, yes, that'll do it for this episode. Nets basketball is back. We'll see y'all next time. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.